Hey, you're listening to the Speaking of Music podcast. Hey guys, we're back, and today we are going to talk about Super 8 by Conan Gray. Super anticipated sophomore studio album by our lovely Conan, and we have a lot to talk about, so let's jump right in with background info. So Super Ake is the second studio album from Conan Gray, and it was released June 24th, 2022. And the singles were Astronomy, People Watching, Jigsaw, Memories, and Yours, and Disaster, I think. Yeah, Disaster is the latest one. Yeah. And then there are 12 tracks on the album. So a wonderful album filled with half of them being singles. Yeah. Vic has so many issues with that. She always does, and I mean, I appreciate her staying constant with that pet peeve Okay, of so let's do some rankings. All right, let's okay. Um, so my rankings are People Watching, Memories, Astronomy, Family Line, The Exit, Yours, Disaster, Jigsaw, Footnote, Movies, Summer Child, and Best Friend. My rankings are People Watching, Memories, Disaster, The Exit, Summer Child, Astronomy, Family Line, Movies, Footnote, Jigsaw, Yours, and Best Friend. And mine are Memories, People Watching, Astronomy, Family Line, The Exit, Yours, Footnote, Disaster, Jigsaw, Movies, Summer Child, and Best Friend. Okay. Okay. So, I mean... I feel like we should kind of start off with some general thoughts about the album before we jump into the first track. Um, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, listen, I really, really loved Kid Crow, and I was expecting so much from this album, and I feel like it didn't deliver in the way I was expecting it to. So at first I was kind of disappointed, but upon listening to it again, I can appreciate it. I think it's a good album. And I think the direction that he was going in was just not something that I was ready for when I was like anticipating Super Ake. No, so I agree with Sophia. I think that upon first listen, um, it was definitely kind of a startling experience in a way because I just wasn't expecting this from this album. I think that I was doing a lot of comparing to Kid Crow and because Kid Crow is an album that's so near and dear to my heart, I was really, um, I think, expecting something completely different. But then as I listened to it again, I really appreciated it and I picked up on a lot of little things that we can get into into this episode. So, I think it's actually a little surprising that all of us were so um, put off by the album at first because looking back if you like looked at all the singles that were out before the album came out and how the album was promoted it kind of makes a lot of sense the way the album ended up yeah and uh, yeah but (laughs) I mean I'm glad that we can all appreciate it now yeah Mm -hmm. and I think we should start off our discussion with the first track which is movies Okay, I have thoughts. Thoughts. So do I. Okay, I understand that an artist does not need to make songs 
rhyme. I understand that it's an artistic choice to have non-rhymes in a song. However, if you are going to try to come up with like a mock rhyme, at least like like make it, make it kind good. of close. Like it's close enough that you realize that it doesn't rhyme, but then it's like too close so that you think it's supposed to be a rhyme. Like you can recognize that it's not, but you think that it's supposed to be. And so it kind of clashes. It's very strange. It's like, like in between, which is like kind of off-putting. Yeah, I think what helps it is that the line before it in the chorus, they end with dark and stars, which, you know, that's a pretty (laughs) close rhyme. That's like close enough. But then the next two lines ends with doing and movies, which (laughs) don't even end with the same sound whatsoever. But I think conceptually, the verses have a lot to offer. I just don't really like the idea of this isn't like the movies just because yeah like of course it's not like the movie um I think that the first time I listened to the song well first of all my first impression was that this sounded a lot like ceilings by Lizzie McAlpine and I really really appreciated um the musicality and the ideas that the verses brought forth but then in the chorus when he just goes like in my head we're dancing in the dark like in my head because under the stars um but i know that's not what we're doing because this isn't like the movies like yeah like that's fine but i feel like this concept has just been used like time and time again in music and i don't think that there was that much of a fresh perspective added to it and i say this because all three of us hold coden to like super high standard and throughout the Kid Crow episode all we could talk about was how incredible and original the concepts were and you know having this song being the open was like like a very like meh thing I yeah I agree it was very meh I think that it makes sense um the choice to make it the opener just because of the way it starts with him just like saying movies like that but I agree with Anusha and I think that if you're gonna redo a concept that's already been done you need to do it really well and in your own way and this song just wasn't that and I think that the whole you know like thing at the end of the chorus where he just says movies a lot was (laughs) unnecessary like we get it movies yeah (laughs) okay so with that, let's move on to the next track. People watching. watching. So completely switching it up to a track that we all love and adore. Um, this one is original. This it is incredibly is original. Yeah, the concept is just uh, so, so good. I think that this song builds a very palpable feeling of being happy for someone, but also wanting to strangle them. And I just love that so much. There's so much to love about this. I love the way he just tells the story of a couple. And it's like, so they're just so cute, it hurts. And then, you know, wanting to have all this, for lack of better words, love and emotion. And then just like seeing it from a different point of view, just being like, just so close, but like removed from the situation is really frustrating. And I just love some of the lyrics, like, he tells his friends, I like her because she's so much smarter than me. And I think, like, it's just so, like, gorgeous. 
you know these yeah. people are truly in love and you want to feel that way you want to be like them and it it's just a perfectly captured like vision of of wanting to be in love and just like being happy for everyone around you but and do not fret guys the chorus actually rhymes this time (laughs) goody another bonus point to add to this my favorite lyric of this song is the first one in the bridge which is cut people out like tags and clothing it's giving giving a jigsaw reference i think some foreshadowing perhaps wait guys wait I need to charge the computer and the bag was crinkling. It's like crispy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Whatever. We'll calm our viewers down. Some ASMR. Some ASMR. Okay. Let's move on to the next track. We are kind of spending too long on the first track. It's okay. We'll pick it up. Okay. Let's move on to the next track, which is Disaster. Another really strong track, I think on this album um it was recently released as a single with a music video and i think that this is the song that's being heavily promoted right now as the album is being released um but i just adore the little disco-y vibe that Coden has going on here and this whole like kind of word vomit inner monologue thing that he does in the chorus because like Coden is basically our age like he is really close to us in age and not really i think we've i mean like kind of he's like he's gen z which is like i guess yeah yeah but um i think we talked about this a lot in the kid crew episode like how relatable his music is and how he just manages to include that kind of like very relatable tone in the way he structures his lyrics so i just love this song so much because the idea of it is just so cute and well not cute it's definitely not cute from his point of view but it's cute from our point of view i think this song reminds me a lot of telepath in a way Mm -hmm. with the vibes just um like a frantically like freaking out version of telepath about wanting to get into a relationship with someone and then just like honestly just like the initial infatuation phase that you have where the person's like feelings are so important to you, but you don't actually quite know and you have to take a risk, take a jump. And I think it's very interesting to have that portrayed. At first I was kind of like, oh, this is just like not as good as telepath. But now it's growing on me. The concepts are growing on me. And I think that it's a very fun way to tell the story and very refreshing um, to have such an upbeat song in this album of sad like slow songs yeah i agree it definitely is um a fun song uh and it as anusha said it's very relatable and it can be applied to any situation even if it's not really about the song is about a relationship but it can be applied to other situations because anything can become a disaster very quickly. Okay, let's move on to something that is a disaster. Best friend. I was going to say, speaking of disasters. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, what? Just like what is 
going on here? Like, what was he thinking? I know. Like, who, who decided that this song needed to be written and recorded and put on this album? <laughs> and I feel bad. But you know what? This album is, like, his music is typically just so good that when there's a miss, it's like, who let him do it? That's what I'm saying. Like, how did this happen? Like, what is going on here? We can make a playlist of bad songs called Best Friends, I think. Best Friend, Best Friends. Like, we can make a whole playlist. I think if it's called Best Friend, it's not going to be good. Like, the but, um, Oh, my God. <laughs> we have so many examples of that. But, like, there's just nothing going on here. Like, that's the issue. It just doesn't have a concept. Um, yeah. forget like being like, good or bad it just doesn't exist yeah it just doesn't exist like the concept is not there and the melody was not at all captivating in any way I think um, so it's not even like the song didn't have a you know good concept and the melody and the production made up for it like that didn't really exist either no it doesn't have a melody and it just like the conceptual it's like that's my best friend okay what about your best friend <laughs> like I know like the, give like, me more literally, here literally 70% of the song is him saying, that's my best friend. Great. No, 70 no, like, like, 20, like, literally, like, 40% of it is just him cursing. <laughs> you know? Which, Which I know. He and doesn't I don't... do that. Like, he doesn't just curse for, like, no apparent reason. Like, that's not his style, I think. So it's, like, very strange. Yeah, and I think it just, it didn't fit the flow of the album to me like all of the other songs on the album have a certain sound and flow and this one just didn't have it okay I guess speaking of 180s let's move on to a song that all of us love a little bit more astronomy yay (laughs) okay so astronomy came out so long ago what the heck it's yeah it's honestly so weird that this era started that long ago because I don't remember astronomy be- astronomy being out for that long. It's like May of 2021. That's a long time ago. Okay, 2021. That's literally great. Okay, that's not what I asked for. May seventh. Yeah. So literally over a year before the album came out. Yeah, but which the is song totally is strange. so good. Yeah, but the song was really good, and I think a good, like, opener for this era. I really loved it. Um, I just think that because it was one of the first songs that I heard, and because it was just, like, so long ago, it kind of ended up being lower in my rankings. But that wasn't for, like, a particular reason because because of the song. Because I'm a big sucker for space references, as we probably know already. And this, like, soft guitar voice filter combo really gets me good here. I honestly thought it was going to be first on Anusha's rankings. Like, I will say that. And I was expecting Victoria to have it lower. But honestly, just in general in this album, I was surprised. But Victoria and I have, like, super similar rankings. Like, a lot of it's the same. And then if they're not the same, they're, like, switched, like, one or two places. And it's, you know, very surprising considering that usually our opinions are total opposites of each other, but yeah, we somehow decided to agree on this album. That is so much fun. I personally really enjoyed this song. 
I liked how like quiet it was and I also like the concept I enjoy space concepts as well not as heavily or as much as Anusha does I think but I still really enjoy it because it brings a nice you know like metaphor into the song yeah yeah all right let's move on to yours which was a the fifth single that Loki came out of nowhere I didn't actually know that this was a single. It no, it just he just released it one day. I was like, "What?" I think this was a song that we had some discrepancies over in terms of our rankings, and now I feel like I need to justify why it's lower on mine. Um, Yeah, but that's not to say that's not to say that I don't like it. But to me, the first time I listened to it, like my first impression of the song was that the concept just wasn't my favorite because I think that like in the chorus he just goes like I'm not yours but I and I want more like that didn't appeal to me as much and I really did like a lot of the musical elements that existed within the song but I feel like the like lack of concept within the chorus itself kind of just pulled it down in my rankings because there's so many pretty good songs in this album that like like lack of concept kind of did it for me okay here's my justification the pre-chorus is just so good damn it oh all i really wanted was that look in your eyes like you already know that i'm the love of your life like you already know you're never saying goodbye and then it's like then it then it sets it up perfectly for him to say, but I'm not yours. And it like it like it comes crashing back to reality. I honestly don't know what else he would say in the chorus. I feel like the point of the verses in the chorus is to just set it up for this culmination that comes in the chorus. And that's why it doesn't need to be very lyrically strong. He just needs to get the point across, which is you don't love me like I love you. I really enjoyed the song sonically and that was the first thing I picked up on like it's kind of like this um it's kind of like this ballad type song Mm -hmm. and I really enjoy songs like that and it and it gives like you could see him like sitting at a like piano and just like singing this song with just him and the piano that's what I pictured and I like his vocals on this song as well I do think that the last like little part that's apparently a bridge according to genius it's not it's an outro like I I, I don't know according to genius it's a bridge um and and where the there's like drums come in in the middle of the song for some reason I don't like that that. part of the song but I like the first part the verses and the chorus are very nice I'm going to agree with Rick. It didn't really need that, like, ending. But yeah, let's move on. Conan might not be yours, but this ad break could be yours. Hey, guys, we're back, and we're going to talk about Jigsaw. Okay, Okay. so Jigsaw was another one of the singles that came out before the album. And I really, really like the concept of the song. I think that it was executed very interestingly. Um, like with the whole cutting myself to slivers and, you know, the changing every part of himself until the puzzle pieces aren't him. And I think that my favorite lyric 
from the song is the if I made you like me would I even like myself because that is just so well done so while I like the concept a lot I think that there were a lot of parts about the song that were really calculated mm-hmm. and let me elaborate on that so I think that some parts of the song were really set up for commercial success and like I think that especially the the jigsaw 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 screaming part at the end was like definitely very calculated and set up for like a concert environment which you know maybe it wasn't calculated maybe that's just what I think but like in my head like there were some parts that didn't really fit into the song production wise that were set up for a more commercial audience and that was a tad disappointing because Conan typically doesn't do that so I don't know that was just what I thought about the song yeah my issue with Jigsaw although I very much enjoy it lyrically and conceptually is that some of the musical parts were so awkward yeah you know the flow of this song was kind of non-existent yeah I agree also I feel like I remember this being released a lot earlier than it actually was I don't know I just feel like this song the song was was released the song was released in January what yeah that makes sense yeah I don't know I just I don't know it feels like I think I remember listening to it in like February January February I don't know I personally we already discussed this but the whole singles all the singles and just a bunch of singles being promoted a year before the album comes out is not my favorite way of going about things and I think that adds to what Anusha was talking about like putting out a single from the album just to make it be trending yeah trending or or, no just for the fact that it could do commercially well and not because it deserved to be a single if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah okay okay let's move, let's on. move on <laughs> family line is <laughs> and i said that really happily this song is not happy don't be fooled there are no happy songs in this album with the exception of best friends <laughs> the song is like... literally heart shattering oh yeah it's so so sad i think in my opinion this is the most like vulnerable song on the album Mm -hmm. um and very very intimate i really really love the idea and the concept being spun here of resenting your family but not being able to break away from them because that frustration is very very palpable in the way he you know says certain lyrics but yeah, the song is insane. Had a really good flow, and it didn't. There were there were some other songs on this album that just randomly had random things in the middle of the song that kind of broke the flow, and the song just didn't have any of that. And it was well written, and the production was very well done in my opinion I really enjoyed it sonically and melodically 
as well as the concept. Yeah. What I think, though, is um, the only line that kind of bothers me is I say they're just the ones that gave me life. Because, first of all, it doesn't rhyme with child, which is what I truly am, my parents' child. I feel like that gives me the vibes of, like, the Instagram, like, impact posts. The ones that are like, you don't have to love your parents. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? talking about yeah. like the like the infographics on social media with like sure it's like pretty font and it's like you don't have to love your parents also it gives like par- kids who have like their parents name in their contact list as like birth giver but like people who have them in as birth giver like their moms are typically like the nicest people and they're always like <laughs> like running around in circles for their children and that's obviously just not the case here Anyways, okay. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> it just gives. It gives something it's not supposed to. Let's move on to the next song, which is Summer Child. Fun fact, all three of us are summer children. Yeah. Yes. And we and me and Sophia yeah. were discussing this. And I think this is another disparity in our rankings because it's a lot lower for me and Sophia than it is for Anusha. So I really wanted to like this song because I'm a summer child and I was so ready for it to be a summer child anthem and it kind of wasn't. No, it's, Girl, it's, it's not, not going to be like summer children are the bomb. Like it's not going to no, be that. But, but it, it just isn't good. I, it could have... What no, the heck? The thing is, is that it could have been more... The rhymes are like, nice and encompassing and a better song. <laughs> no, I understand where this song was trying to go, and it just didn't get there. What I'm thinking of this song is like if Maisie Peters took her song "Take Care of Yourself" and then she like like cut it up into a million pieces and like reshuffled them in the wrong order. And then made a man voice and made bad rhymes. That's how I feel about this song. Honestly, why is bad rhymes such a thing in this album? What is up with that? Okay, they actually rhyme this time. Mostly. But in the chorus they do. Summer child, you don't have to act like all you feel is mild. You don't really love the sun. It drives you wild. I honestly feel like the rhymes were forced. They're like not like they're good. They're, like, objectively fine rhymes, but the way they're used is, like, okay, he was really just trying to make it work, and it didn't. Yeah, I agree agree with that. It didn't really feel like a natural song. Y'all were like, this song literally sucks. I hate it. It can literally die. I need to give it a little bit of justice. Okay, so, like... I think I agree with what Sophia said about the rhymes being forced, but I personally don't have I mean, I feel like you've probably picked this up already, but I don't have that many issues with, like, things not rhyming or things not rhyming perfectly as much as Sophia and Victoria have, because they're like, ew, this doesn't rhyme, boo, throw it away. Okay, we're going to move on to footnote now. Okay, I low-key forgot that this was on the album when I was re-listening to it this morning, and this song just came up, and I 
Why would you forget? He is begging for footnotes in the story of their life. I was about to bring that up. I was about to bring that up because it is so obvious that he just took tolerate it, like that one line and tolerate it and wrote an entire song about it. You know what? I'm not mad about it. Okay. I'm a little I feel mad like about it. I'm not mad about it because I that is one of my favorite that's one of my favorite lyrics, um, I think of all time from Taylor's repertoire. Okay, no, the no. thing is, is that I no. love Tolerate It so much that I don't need an entirely, like, other song trying to trying to do what Tolerate did by using a concept that was already in the song. But, okay, so I will say he takes it in a different direction. And I really, really like the first verse, you know? You said at that party that I was so drunk. I told you I liked you. You said sober up. Like, it's very sad. It's it's super sad until until it gets to, it's not like the novels, no pride and prejudice at all, because I don't like the way he says damn Yeah, that like, part, I don't, gonna I don't like the pride and prejudice either. So yeah. Bad. Also, the way he, like, says it, it's, like, super obvious that he was very proud of that inclusion. <laughs> and I yeah, normally pride. really love no, okay. literary references. But the thing is, is that he he puts the accent on like the second syllable. Yeah, it's like yeah, prejudice. and it just I agree. It, like, it's weird. It's weird, and it it kind of ruins the fact that he added that reference. Because see, I love 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 literary references, but this one was so like forced and I think overdone. But in general, I I'm not mad at all that he kind of took this idea that I really love from an existing song and made it into a different he like branched off with it I'm not mad at that I like it other than that one pronunciation thing I like this song I don't think it did anything very wrong and it was it was a solid track I know I liked everything but the chorus and I think like if footnote was just one lyric in one of the verses it would have been a lot more powerful because he tries to embed the theme like in too many places in the song so that it loses its purpose i feel like i can agree with that yeah okay let's move on to memories move on i was so tempted to put this song first and then i thought about which song do i relate to more and it was definitely not this one it was definitely people watching. So this song is so good for so many different reasons. First of all, Conan's like deep voice in the first verse. I was freaking out. That was so I know. good. I was so surprised when I heard it. I was like, wow. I, I was like, is this Conan? This from him. Like, is this his voice? What is happening here? It's like, it like Bon Iver. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> He's like, channeling his inner Bon it's Iver. Like, it's like, I could see you standing on me. <laughs> Thank you Some for people that, like Sophia. that, Sophia. Okay. <laughs> Sophia's like a Bon Iver hater. Okay, let it I'm be not, known. I'm literally not, though. Yes, I you literally think... are. I'm You're no, like, I, like I will put Exile last because Bon Iver's on it. We're like, what the heck? <laughs> I love him, though. Like, I listen to his solos. <laughs> I just happen to hate that collab. Okay, for Thank literally you for no sharing. reason. Anyway, for literally no reason. This song, I think, was one of the 
good choices for a single. Like it made sense. It represented the album and it was, it had had like a good melody. It was catchy and people could remember it. And you know what? It is better than Memories by Maroon 5. So that's all that matters. Anything is better than Memories by Maroon Yeah, the bar is not, it's not very high there, buddy. I love the lyric, you just want to talk and I can't turn away wet dog. Like, literally being a dog. <laughs> like, he sees this person as someone who needs help and he can't help but, like, fall into their almost they're like manipulation because he's a a good person I guess and he doesn't want to turn someone away when they're clearly struggling but in the end it ends up hurting him and I really like that because it stays consistent throughout the theme and those are one of those one-off lyrics that just it's like wow I really like that and then he follows it up with such a slight pre-chorus I feel it is very reminiscent of wish you were sober yeah i think like someone coming to him in a somewhat vulnerable state and also a maniac yeah also maniac that's true also the chorus just like you can scream it you know and that's a good it was i agree with vic that's why it's a good choice for a single and it builds so that the second pre-chorus is even more exciting than the first so there's no good reason. It's just, it's so much fun to sing, scream, cry, and TikTok ate it up as they should. Yeah. Which I was upset about, but like not too upset about because it's just, it's so good. It was inevitable. And that's kind of, it's kind of what we have to deal with now. It's okay. And with that, okay. we will be talking about the closing track, The Exit. It's I think so, it's very funny that that's the closer. That's yeah, what I'm saying. It's I, very, I, I like it. It's lovely. I think that when artists like do that, when they have a track that's like specifically for like the beginning or the end of a an album, it can go well and it can go not well. I think that this one ended up okay because the concept of the exit exit wasn't used as like the end yeah makes sense like i i think that if it was done as like the exits like the end it wouldn't have worked out yeah i I think it was a good closer and a solid concept and it ties up the feelings of the album really well i wasn't mad about it i liked it i put it fourth on my rankings I love the line feels like we had matching wounds but mine's still black and bruised that was a good line yeah honestly cut that always bleeds that's what it's giving and with that we're going to wrap up our Conan Gray discussion of his latest album Super Ape we had so much fun I think dissecting this one because there were some good parts there were some bad parts and we like it you know, when we can talk about different parts of an album in that way. So we definitely had a good time with this one. If you have an album that you want us to listen to, or it doesn't even have to be an album. It could be an EP. It could be a song. It could be anything. Make sure you reach an out to artist, us. A new artist. An artist, exactly. Make sure you reach out to us. Our Instagram is at the Speaking of Music Podcast. 
and our TikTok is at Speaking Music Podcast. So make sure to go follow both of those for all the latest updates. And as always, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.